When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ethan is not available. Please leave a message after the tone. Welcome to the Crunch episode 51. It's your boy Ethan, aka Bropostle. And I'm Patrick at Catholic Pat. We are one week away from doing this for a year. It is so much fun. Doesn't that boggle your mind a little bit? It it does. It boggles the mind. And it, it feels like it was yesterday that I was like, oh, six months. This is so cool. Like, yeah, six months ago, I was like, that's that's the peak. We need to celebrate this anniversary because who knows if we're going to have a year. But we do. We have a year. Summer flew by. That's what it was. Yeah, summer was crazy fast. I'm actually surprised that I've made it this far talking to you every week. Sometimes, I think, sometimes more than once a week. Yeah, there are some weeks where we we have a show in some capacity. A couple of weeks ago, we had four shows, right? That we had oh to yeah, that was the worst week of all time. <laughs> that was so much time spent. Terrible in front of my computer with a microphone. Full time job. Pay us money. Patreon.com. Anyway, so <laughs> patreon.com slash cf cf. If everybody doing it, no, we're not doing it. So, uh, <laughs> if so, next week is our two uh, two week. I was about to say it's our two-week anniversary. That's the dumbest thing I've ever said. It's like so we're in middle school. Next week is our one-year Crunchiversary, um, and we want to do something kind of big, something kind of fun. So um, I think it'll be a really good time, and it requires a little bit of listener interaction for this mm-hmm. to work. Uh, and I think if you guys buy in, uh, then we'll have a really, really good time next week. So essentially what, so what me and Patrick want to do is set up a – an ask me anything type situation. So we have a Google voicemail number that you can call and leave a message um, and say just about anything. It can be a topic that you want us to discuss for a couple of minutes. It can be a question that you want to ask both of us. It can be podcast related. It can be Catholicism related. It can be anything. Um, it can just be a comment and we'll we'll put you on blast if it's if it's bad um, or if it's funny. Um, you know, just whatever it is. We want we want you guys to reach out and tell us what what you want to tell us. Um, and, and here's the kicker, your message, I can download them and I can put them into the podcast. So it's almost as if it's a, it's a live type, you know, Q and a type thing. So it's an interview with everyone. It's an interview with everyone, except we're being interviewed and you're not really asking questions. You're just kind of telling us stuff and we're going to talk about it. Yeah. But but also questions. Anyway, it's going to be really good. So (laughs) the number for that is 785-251-3989. That's 785-251-3989. Patrick, what do you think? I hope you got that. I hope you wrote it down. I'll put put it in the notes. It is a podcast, so you can just like, you know, rewind. rewind. Hit the the backwards 10 seconds button. New technology. It'll be perfect. Yeah, Patrick, are you pumped for that? 
yeah I'm, I'm super excited when you told me that you were thinking about it happening i was like yeah that'd be super nice and then you actually set up the number and i was super excited i know now it's actually happening and this is something that we can keep going past the the one-year controversy i mean if anybody ever wants yeah. to drop in you know a phone call or whatever um they'll be sick so we've got that we got that as an option for people for the people now so there's there's twitter there's email there's facebook and now if you prefer the spoken word <laughs> Uh, 785-251-3989. I wish that you had told us that we had a phone number before I made up all these business cards. <laughs> Oops. My bad. Uh, how's it going? <laughs> why, did I, why did I print 250,000 of these? Oh, stop reminding me that I have like three boxes of business cards in my closet. It's okay. It's okay. We're moving on. What? Wait. Hold on. I, I have an important question I didn't get to ask you before we started. Oh, what oh, happened... This is this is this is a this is a continuation from last week's episode. What yeah. happened with your keg stand? Oh man, oh man, I've been doing that a lot lately. That little Drake, that Drake Not voice. Again. Oh man, oh man, I do a terrible Drake shout impression. Julie, Julie Lai, shout out. So, uh, so we had the party, right? So first of all, the freshman retreat was incredible. Like yes. I cannot get over the fact that we had a hundred and thirty freshmen come to a two day retreat. That, like, they totally just could have bailed on the second day, you know, and come on Friday night for the party and not come back on Saturday. So much fun. So much better. When I went, when I was a freshman, there were 30, 30 of us. You know, we had 100 more in, like, the difference of three years. It's crazy. It's absolutely nuts. Anyway, so we were at the at the party portion of the of the event on Friday night, and I saw this keg. And everybody was, <laughs> everybody's, you know, slamming slamming beverages, getting those root beer, root beer floats, whatever they were doing. And I was like, hey, go, I sidle up. To my focus missionary, I'm like, hey, uh, can I do a keg stand? And he's like, nah, dude. I was like, all right, that's fair. And then <laughs> and I walked away. Counterpoint, Ca- please. <laughs> and so I walked away, and I was just kind of chilling and talking to everybody, having a good time. And then it's kind of the, the night slowly started to dwindle down. I was like more and more like move, just like kind of shuffling closer to the keg, <laughs> just like moving a little bit. And um, – Nobody really noticed or anything. Nobody was manning manning the keg. I could I, I had free reign. So I go up to it and then all of a sudden like our a priest walks it right right in front of me. He goes, What are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, Well, I, I wanted to do a keg stand. He goes, Uh well it's all right with me. And I was like <gasps> And then I and then I learned then I no, and then I learned that the keg was out of root beer and that's why nobody was manning it. And so I had Aww. I had come too late. So we did an alternative because all my guy friends knew that they wanted that way I wanted to do this. And so they grabbed a two liter of root beer and they set it on the ground and they lifted me up like upside down. <laughs> and so I put my mouth on the two liter and they just squeezed it and I just slurped up into my body. And first of all, so much gas is yeah, is that, in the bottle, just like a freshly mind. opened uh, bottle of root beer. And then there was all this foam and I had to like sploosh that out over the sides so that it didn't like because there's so much gastrointestinal distress when you're upside down and sucking gas up into you it's all about it's all about the strategy you gotta sploosh it out the sides yeah i i drank as much as i could but then like and i thought i did a lot but then when you picked up the it was like i barely drank a fourth of it like not even anything significant <laughs> it was it was pretty embarrassing everybody laughed at me but you know we it, we did it i did a miniature keg stand a liter stand <laughs> a bottle stand it was fun. That, that's pretty sick. Yeah, I went. I went to a party last night. I didn't realize oh, it was going to be shoot. such. A, Patrick Nevy's I, the new Ethan Stevie. No, I okay. Here's the thing. 
everybody everybody made the the joke at the beginning of the podcast like last year like every every episode ethan like went to a party the weekend before but like there are parties every weekend here in some capacity and i'm usually at them because i because you're a party animal because you're a monster so we you're right that's exactly what it is so it was a 90s block party that was like the theme oh that's hip and it was run by one of the it was run by like the the res life staff of one of the halls on campus a couple of friends of mine and um they they the rd walks in and like an all that t-shirt and leggings and, oh like, yeah really 90s stuff i went a different direction oh no i went with like late 90s early 2000s so i had eyeliner on oh patrick it was so worth it it was so worth it i was walking around i, I, I walked up to my friend like from behind and i was like hey Ask me who understands me. She's like, who understands you? Nobody understands me. It's not a phase, mom. It's who I am. Is this uh, is this party where you uh, got your? Uh... No. Oh, it's not. No, it's not. Oh man, I was about to say no, like that eyeliner probably was a huge boost. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Def- that definitely happened not while I was wearing eyeliner. Okay, I had I, I asked a girl on a date. Woo! I guess. Let's go. P. Nevy, the lady killer. Eyeliner. What? <laughs> it was not while I was wearing eyeliner. I can okay. tell you that much. The only times I've asked women out are when I was wearing eyeliner. So like, it's an exclusive <laughs> thing for me. Like, I go out the um, house and I go, "Hey, I'm bought- gonna I'm gonna ask a girl out today." Mom, <laughs> toss me your makeup bag. <laughs> And she's like, yeah, Ethan, are you freshen up a bit? Are you are you doing this again? And I say, Yeah, mom. She's like, It hasn't worked every other time. I was like, Yes, but it's the thrill. Ladies love a man that's well dressed and also has a good foundation. Ah, ha 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 ha. Good a, foundation. I think it was funny. Yeah, right. Was, that was that was, was a good was, pun. Was I good. liked it. But um, I um, uh, <laughs> I was a theater kid, so I like know how to put on eyeliner, and so the um. When the girl that I borrowed the eyeliner from asked me, like, hey, do you need help putting it on? I was like, please. And she was like, wait, how do you know? To... <laughs> she's like, you know what thinking for? So I'm like, calm down, calm down. I was in I was in the business. I was in show business. Showbiz. I have, showbiz. I, have blonde, I have blonde eyelashes and eyebrows, so I needed to put black on it. People ask me if I bleach my eyebrows. <laughs> Did you Have I ever told you that? Like, my eyebrows are no. so blonde. Yeah, I can't even see them. Um, yeah, you can't even see them. Everyone's like, Ethan, you're so excited all the time. I was like, look a little bit closer. And it turns out that I have eyebrows. But people ask me and they say, dude, you bleach those? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I totally <laughs> do. I just take the Clorox straight to my straight to my face. I just I just put I just pour it all into a bowl and I just stick my face I, in it. I dunk my it I dunk my face in industrial strength bleach. <laughs> purely for the meme factor. And then put on eyeliner. <laughs> I don't drink any of it. The... I just, I just, I like to swiggle my face around in it. You know, let it soak into my pores. That ca- that's healthy, right? There's no way that's dangerous. This is a chemical health podcast now. Um, <laughs> let's discuss the the pros and cons of putting your face into different chemical cleaners. Let's... Have you ever put your face into Windex? Call us seven eight four seven eight five. Seven eight five two five one three nine eight nine. That's seven eight five two five one three nine eight nine. We want to hear about all of your industrial cleaner related accidents. Um, if you or a loved one has been affected, uh, we can get you a, a cash compensation settlement. That's seven eight five two five one three nine eight nine. You used to call me on my crunch phone. 
Late night when you need <laughs> my crunch. This is a <laughs> this is now a Drake podcast. This is a Drake right, podcast. Let's get, let's get into the topic. Cool. I already talked about how I wore eyeliner yesterday. That's all I cared about. It's pretty much the end of the episode. Right. Point. There's no. It's done. It's over. I'm gonna cut it right here. <laughs> Bye now. Um, I hate when I come up with a topic because then I like I don't know how to introduce it. But I guess here we go. I uh, <laughs> that was the I, best. <laughs> that was the best way you could have done it. <laughs> I want to talk about scrupulosity a little bit. You feel? Yeah, dog. You ever been scrupulous before? Nope. I'm perfect. I'm a, I'm an unscrupulous boy. When I was when I was a when I was a young Catholic, as I told. Hold you on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Can what? you tell me what scrupulosity means? Oh, scrupulosity is. Okay, so scrupulosity is um, like attentiveness to your sin. I think so. It's like when you get really down in the dumps about how sinful you are, or when you are trying your best not to sin or you know and i think it, it gets it gets sinful when you start to like not um not focus on the mercy of god you know and and we were when we were talking before the show you were like well it, a, a big problem in our church is that people aren't attentive to their sin right yes and like i agree but there has been an emphasis on mercy and I think that that's intentional. You know, there's not even just, not even just in the church hierarchy with the year of mercy, but even like with Christ, because like the divine mercy apparitions are the most recent, mm-hmm. well, not the most recent, but and if you like just think about, if you just think about like the style of preaching in Catholicism versus in like, uh, evangelical Protestantism, it's a lot less fire and brimstone and a lot more, you know, God's mercy, we're a child of God, you know, God's love, all of these things are kind of like where pastors and preachers, their messages are rooted. And yeah. so I think that kind of contributes to Catholics being unaware of their own sinfulness. But I think also when you dive deeper into the faith, then it's really easy to go do a complete 180 and say, oh, wow, I've not been raised to fear God or hate my sin um, just because of the way that I was raised and the way that I heard preaching growing up and the way that, you know, the Catholic faith was taught to me. And so it's easy to just kind of switch 180, you know, when you get deep into your faith and say, this is sin, this is sin, that's sin. Oh my gosh, I'm a terrible person. Yeah. Or when, um, I was talking to, I was talking to a friend about mortal sin and he was like, mortal sin is whenever you sin on purpose. It's like whenever Ooh. you choose to sin dog, and that's wrong. Yeah, that's. Being wrong is also a sin, <laughs> and so he, which is why this was, podcast has never through. has never been sinful <laughs> because we're never wrong. <laughs> he was like he was going throughout his life thinking that whenever he chose something that was you know sinful, so or like or like chose to not pray a rosary and instead go watch TV, he was living his life thinking that he was in mortal sin and therefore mm. couldn't receive the Eucharist, mm. which is like the worst thing ever. Or if he died, he'd go immediately to hell. So right. I was in I was in a situation recently. Okay, so backstory: when I was getting into my faith and like first getting to Steubenville, I was reading about Saint Teresa of Lisieux, and she was talking about how scrupulous she was. And I was like, "Listen, Teresa, you were super scrupulous. That's the only thing you struggled with, really. And now all of a sudden, you're this big saint. So there must be some kind of correlation there, right? Like if I struggle with scrupulosity, then, then you'll be a, be a saint, obviously. Yeah, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. So it turns out that's wrong. And I was. <laughs> I was talking to a priest in confession the other day. It was actually really nice. I like asked him for confession and we kind of just took a walk. Like we were walking around this neighborhood 
You don't have to be, confession. there's no like physical limits on the sacrament of confession. Like you don't have to be stationary. I don't think so. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And so I just, I know you can't like be on the phone. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, so like we're walk, we're walking around and he's like, yeah, dude, that's not a mortal sin. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, you're fine. And I was like, this. He's like, well, I mean, he's like, it's good that you came to confession so you could like be absolved of venial sin, but that's not a mortal sin. And you know how like how how long have you been tearing yourself up about this? I was like, well, I mean, it's really only been like a day or two, but like, he's like, yeah, that that sucks. You need to memorize some scripture that gets you over that. Like you need, to, and so he he told me to uh, memorize uh, Philippians three four to six, which is like, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, that sort of thing. Uh-huh. And that that scripture verse really helped me kind of understand why, what scrupulosity is. It's relying on my own definition of sin and mm. not God's definition of sin, which is ultimately the same sin as the, uh, the not scrupulous people, right? So like they're relying on their own definition of sin, which is very loose. I'm relying on my own definition of sin, which is very tight and constrictive. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's the same kind of, it's the same coin. I, I had an experience this week also kind of pertaining to scrupulosity. Um, so I was, I went to play basketball. I go play basketball a lot. Um, I'm so bad. So, <laughs> so bad. Um, my friends get, my friends are super competitive. They get mad at me because like I'm out there and I'm just like laughing and goofing. And if I airball, it, <laughs> if I airball it, I'll like throw my hands up and I'll be like, yeah, baby. Like I get super pumped. Um, but anyway, so I was playing, and so, but sometimes I get really upset with myself. Like, I have a nasty, nasty habit of missing the easiest layups. The easiest yeah. layups. Like, it's, oh, it makes me so angry because I'll be right there, and it just, like, I won't uh, – it'll be bad. And so I missed one, and um, I swore pretty bad. Like, usually ah. when I play sports, I, I keep it chill. I keep it PG. Um, but, like, I was – it was – it like really bothered me that like it just kind of I'm not going to repeat it obviously this is a child's listen to this podcast children I guess is the plural of of child um <laughs> child's listen <laughs> but uh it was it was bad enough that like I said wow you know that was cuz usually if I say something I'm like ah you know it's whatever you know um but this time it was, it was like bad and so I kind of did it and then I forgot about it and I continued playing whatever um I felt kind of crappy the rest of the day I'm not saying like that's the reason but um, I was just kind of frustrated with other things going on. And then I get to Mass, and I was sitting in Mass, and then the readings um, started, and I realized that, one, I had said what I said, and two, I forgot, like, I could not remember um, the Confidior at the beginning of Mass. And so I was like, oh, shoot. Like, I didn't actually repent for the sin at the beginning of mass because I was not paying attention, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so I started freaking out in the pew. Like I didn't pay attention to the homily um, because I was like, okay, should I receive communion? Cause it was like just swearing, which is pretty venial, but like I also, you know, took the Lord's name in vain, which is just bad and all of these things. And so I was going back and forth and I was like, should I receive communion? Should I not? Should I receive communion? Should I not? And it was kind of scrupulous, but I ultimately decided to not receive communion because I saw it as an opportunity to exercise humility. Like, you know, whether or not what I did was a mortal sin, um, 
it would be good for me just to say like, okay, I feel this way. Like I do not feel worthy to receive Christ in this moment. And so I'm just going to like, and I don't need to receive communion. Like there's no, I mean, I've, I have the past three days in a row. Like I don't need to, I mean, I do need it, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I went up and I, I didn't receive communion uh, for like the first, I think the first time ever that I've like voluntarily not received communion, um, which is good and bad. It's bad because there are many, many times in my life that I should not have had communion. But <laughs> um, this was like, and then I went to confession the next day Um and then when I went to mass and received communion the following day, it was it was a beautiful experience, right? Because I felt it's not obviously it's not all about feelings, but I felt so much more in tune with with God and with Christ because I was aware of where my soul was. And I don't know if that's scrupulous, but I think like the initial scruples of okay, this was wrong and I shouldn't receive communion led me to a deeper connection with God. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I don't know. I just kind of yeah. rambled on that story for like ten minutes, but hey. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I think it's no, I get, what, I get what you're saying. You're saying I honestly, like, in terms of in terms of communing versus not communing, I I stay away from that discussion because I have no I have no idea. I'm very I, really? I know like the basic rules, right? Yeah. yeah. So, like don't receive communion in a state of moral sin. Uh, are there more rules than that? I usually stick to that one. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much the rule. And then like I I've like I, like you said, I've never voluntarily like without having been in a state of mortal sin not received the Eucharist. There's never yeah. been I, – I don't think I've ever done that before. Or yeah. like if I had eaten, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Because um, I, was, I was in an airport once and I like had to eat and then had to go to mass. And I was like, God dang it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, so I don't know. I – yeah, I'm trying to think of where I was, where I was going. Sorry, I totally interrupted after, your train of thought with my story. No, it's all good. It's all good. Because I – okay, so good scrupulosity. Like what is good scrupulosity? It's. I think what I had was good scrupulosity because it taught me more about God. 
Yeah. And it taught me more about my relationship with God. I think bad scrupulosity is when it so severely hinders, like, you seeing anything beyond your sin mm-hmm. that you can't you can't grow and you can't see God in, like, what is happening in, in the actions of, of the world around you. I don't know. That's my take. Okay, so there, so there's there's two ways of knowing things, and there's two things that we have to know in order to understand God. That was the so we vaguest like, sentence I've ever heard in my entire life. There's two ways of knowing things, your head knowledge and your heart knowledge. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. Okay. And so when you're dealing with God's mercy, you have to deal with his justice, right? And so you're dealing with two different things. Mm-hmm. And the ideal is to know with your heart God's justice and God's mercy. But you can get into this point where you have a head knowledge of God's justice and God's mercy. And then your head knowledge is your own definition, your own fallible definition of what these two goods are. And so if you have a head knowledge of his justice, you know, then you're going to be scrupulous. You're like, God is always going to give me what I deserve. And what I deserve is this. And then if you only have a head knowledge of his mercy, then you're going to be like, I can, it's going to be presumption. You'd be like, God, it doesn't even matter what I've done because God's always going to forgive me. I don't need anything. Like I don't need confession. And you end up going to the point where you don't need God. Right. right. So I think a heart knowledge of his justice is what you had in that situation. But I'm having issues moving definitions of love and mer- of justice and mercy from my head to my heart. Mm-hmm. And they go back and forth. Right. You know, like I'll, I'll go, I'll like, I'll confess presumption one week and then I'll confess scrupulosity the next week. And I'm just like, I don't know what's happening. And what's kind of happening is like, I'm, I think I'm, I think I'm equalizing though, which is kind of good. Cause last week I was like, yeah, I'm definitely struggling with scrupulosity. I'm definitely being too hard on myself. Cause what happens is I'll go through this like point of spiritual consolation. And then um, it's like a tightrope walker, you know, like when, when you like, don't look down. Because you're like, oh, I'm up so high. And you look down, you're like, wow, I'm up really high. I could fall really hard from here. Like, when I can't, I can't help but think in consolation, like, this is going to end soon. Mm-hmm. And then I just get really sad. And then I'm like, ah, oh, I just ruined it. Um, and so yeah. right after my consolation, I get into this, like, I don't want to do anything to lose this. I don't want to do any kind of sin that will take me away from this. And then I sin, and I get really mad at myself. Um, and so I was... I, I had I and the priest was like, listen, just take it easy on yourself. God loves you. You need to understand. And he went on this whole like spiel and it was it was great. It was awesome. And so then I went I went back to um the chapel and I prayed the rosary and it was the sorrowful mysteries that day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, No, come on. I don't want to pray the sorrowful mysteries today because the sorrowful mysteries like are the cross and I don't want to focus on the cross. The cross was caused by my sin. And so I got to like I got through all of it and I was like, all right, this is, I'm just really bummed. And I got to the crucifixion. So like the penultimate, not penultimate, the ultimate sorrow. And then I was just like looking at the cross and I was like, okay, I did that. And Jesus was like, yeah, I, I could, I kind of like feel Jesus speaking to me. It was really nice. And I was, he was like, look, I did this so that your faults would go away. And so that all would remain are the good things about you. Because that's who I made you to be. And that's what scrupulosity keeps me from seeing, is it keeps me from seeing the good in me, the good that 
God made me to be because there is good within me. It's not humility to deny that. It's just, you know, ignorance. And I should be able to know my strengths and see my faults and be like, those are negligible. Like when, when David says, like, I know my, I know my faults and my sin is ever before me like that. Yeah, sure. But you need to be able to understand your goodness and God's ability to overcome your faults. Yeah. Yes. I agree. Yes. I think there there's a balance that has to come. Like you talked about a little bit with your equalizing and things, but it has yeah. to be, uh, I, I think it'd be hard because you can be feeling so good about something. I had a friend, I talked, I talked to my friend the other day, right? And they were like, uh, I feel so good. You know, I feel like I'm doing so well and then something will happen and I'll just get so angry because I was doing so well. And because I know that like, this is not where I want to be, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and then like, like you said, the tightrope, it can either be like, we're on this side of goodness and we're on the side of consolation. We're feeling great. And then a little bit of temptation comes along and then we're stuck in, in desolation. And we think that it's our fault, but it's really not, you know? I mean, if we're honestly striving and doing, you know, everything that we're supposed to be doing, then, so if let's say, theoretical, let's say I'm going to Mass every Sunday, let's say I'm attending confession regularly, let's say I am striving to live out a good Christian life and, you know, talk about the gospel and and I don't gossip and, you know, I I really try to live a good Christian life, right? That in no way preserves me from uh desolation that in no way preserves me from uh being sad or angry or upset or having a bad time in fact it probably encourages it because (laughs) the stronger of a christian you are uh and the the closer you are to god and the more you're running after him the more that you're furthering the kingdom the more that you're going to get attacked by uh satan and and demons you know and and that just is just a fact of life is that they hate that and they hate that we're good. And so I think scrupulosity comes from the thought that, like, it's me. It's my fault. I did it. Well, yes, you are responsible for your sin. But every time you fall into desolation doesn't necessarily mean that you're a piece of trash, you know? Yeah. And so enjoy the times of consolation. Run after God. But, um, you know, don't – if you start to get presumptuous, that's bad. If you start to get scrupulous, that that's bad. My only answer – or my only solution or the only thing that I really think about is don't think about it. Don't worry about it. We're not very good judges of our own spiritual progress. Yeah. Which is why you need a spiritual director. Yeah, we're too close to the matter. I forget who told me that. I think it was a priest during confession. I get I get some really good confessors recently. It's been nice. Um, yeah, it's... I used to always say like, oh, I was such a good Catholic when I was a kid, when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah, like, sure you were. To an extent, to an extent, that's true. That's true. Because it was like, oh, I had, I had a very childlike faith back then. But, you know, there's, there's no way to compare me as a two-year-old to me as, you know, an adult or a young, a young, a young Catholic boy. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's no way to compare. And so like, I, I can't be a good judge of my own spiritual progress and so i was i was saying to my confessor i was like i was was like i was praying every day last year and i was like so regular and he's like listen those are all those are all statistics of sure you're praying every day but like how deep was your prayer is your prayer deeper you know like you don't know 
what what's God doing in your life? Did he build off of what he did in that time when you were praying every day? You know, like, like sure, you want to get back to that, but your box checking isn't going to save you. You know, your box checking isn't going to make you have a good relationship with Christ. You know, mm-hmm. it's all about, it's all about the depth and the, and the, the meaning of your prayer. And I, when, when he said that, I was like, yeah, I can, I can definitely feel like a depth in my prayer that might not have been there before. And he's like, yeah, good. That's good. I, th- I don't think the depth, I don't think having a childlike faith and having a depth of faith are mutually exclusive. Um, yeah, yeah. Because not to say that you said that they are, but this is just a thought cool. that I had. Like when you're a child, you don't have to worry about paying bills. You don't have to worry about um, mortgage. You don't have to worry about putting food on the table. You don't have to worry about going to a job. You know, um, I don't have to worry about any of those things. So now. it's it's exactly it's easy to be like just joy filled, you know, as a child and just to love life. Um, and so when we're talking about a childlike faith, it's easy for us now. To, to start worrying about our sin and worrying about where we're at and worrying about, you know, where God wants us to be and saying like, oh, well, you know, I think God's trying to get me to do this. And I think that I need to change my life in this way. And I need to do this. And there's this thing that I need to take care of. And oh, shoot, that's, there's that person that I need to talk to. And all of a sudden we have all these spiritual bills that pile up on our kitchen table of our soul. And mm-hmm. We no longer have the same joy because we're worried about all of these things that we need to do. When in reality, the only thing that we need to do is 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 love God every every moment that we're in. Yeah, you know, and all of the rest, those rest of those things will get taken care of. You know, surprisingly enough, and worrying about our sin and worrying about you know not paying one of those bills really won't get us anywhere in the long term. But also presuming that those bills will get paid will not get us anywhere in the long term either and so tr- being truly childlike is just having complete like you trust your parents when you're a child that they're going to keep you know paying for things and like keep yeah. paying the mortgage true childlike faith comes in the trust that like god will take care of those bills you know and you just got to keep you got to get up every day eat your breakfast love him smile at him and then go about your just go about your your your, your business you know yeah. Yeah. I think build I think build, that's, build your build your blocks. Play with those tinker toys. Play with those tinker toys. Use your tinker toys to to grow. Build the kingdom of God. Use we your, are the Tinker Toy Boys. Tinker Toy Boys, uh coming at you. Lincoln Logs, these are sponsored this is a sponsored podcast now by <laughs> uh, early nineteen thirties toy companies. Um <laughs> if anybody can contact have toys? I had tinker toys. If anybody can contact Erector or Lego um, to also get them to jump on. Have you ever heard of Erector sets? No. Do you know the, in the sand? Have you ever like seen? Have you ever seen the Sandlot? Maybe it's no. the Sandlot too, but they like use an Erector set to like get a claw to grab the ball. Gotcha. I oh think. yeah, I have seen the Sandlot. Yeah, I think it's. I I don't know. I don't remember if it's the one or two, but anyway. Childlike faith, folks. Childlike faith. Um, are you scrupulous? Um. Boy, do we here at Tinker Toy Podcast have a solution for you that call 785-251-3989 and we can give you the the one solution to building the building blocks of your faith. Uh you know you've heard of you've heard of Bishop Robert Barron's Catholicism. Well, this is now the the uh the Crunches Tinker Toys Faith. Uh 785-251-3989. I'm I'm answering my eyes, Johnson. <laughs> Is there is there anything there? I can't I can't tell. Am I on fire? I don't know. I don't I'm know. Sense of sense of touch. 
<laughs> All right. I don't, anyway, do you have anything else on this subject? I I I don't know. I I love the topic of childlike faith, and I could talk about it forever. Yeah, I think it's dope. I think my, childlike faith is the true solution to scrupulosity. My boom. My favorite my favorite times in mass are when there's a baby across the church, not right next to me because I get distracted, but when there's a baby across the church, like. One time someone asked me, what's your favorite point of mass? And I'm like, right during the elevation, you know, mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. when father says, you know, through him and with him and in him. And then some baby and then back goes, bah, that's my <laughs> favorite part of mass. Because <laughs> <laughs> look back and I'm just like, same, same. Bah. That's, that's, the metaf- that's the metaphysical significance of everything I say, too. It's just, bah. That's it. <laughs> I can't wait to have a baby so I have an excuse to go, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> just hold hold up a baby this is how you enter the kingdom of god yes be like this child so anyway that's all i have cool that was good i'm glad i hope this helped somebody help me hey. like i said earlier who needs therapy when you have a podcast yeah just just call me up and we'll record our conversations and then i'll give you advice and then we'll let everybody else listen to it if you need me call me no matter where you are, no matter how far. And now we're going to get started. Just crunch right, my cool. name. I'll be there in a hurry. You don't have to worry. Because, baby, there ain't no podcast high enough. Ain't no podcast low enough. I'm done. I'm not going to let you keep going. I'm done. It's over. I've ever, I've been slowly developing a habit of singing copyrighted songs on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, and mentioning copyrighted names of movies and various businesses and yeah <laughs> uh, we get sued yeah. we're gonna get sued so um let's let's sum up here let's get some business taken care of uh please call the phone number that we said 40 times throughout this episode if you still don't know what it is it's seven eight five two five one three nine eight nine. we'd love to hear from you guys um sometime this week uh, ideally before the end of the, like be- before the Saturday, before Sunday morning, so that I have time to edit them all together slash when we record, yeah, uh, we, need we, we need to have them. So um, sometime this week, that'd be phenomenal. If you guys want to call in, you literally just ask us anything you want, talk about anything you want. We just want to hear from you. Um, tell us how the podcast has impacted you in the past year. Um, we could, we could have some cool conversations, I think from what you guys say. So that would be fun. Um, otherwise, patreon.com forward slash the crunch, um, is if you want to support us monetarily, every dollar goes towards buying Patrick uh, a new, a new wardrobe because right now he dresses like an early nineties, late two thousands teenager. Sorry. I couldn't hear you over your flannel and gym shorts. Hold on. The flannel and gym shorts is legendary. Do not talk smack. (laughs) Um, let's see. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Apropostle at Catholic Pat. Email us, Ethan at thecrunchcast.com, Patrick at thecrunchcast.com. We accept all requests for speaking engagements. We deny all requests for dates and other romantic inquiries. Um, <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> and finally, um, donate to our friends, catchingfoxes, patreon.com slash CF. They deserve it much more than we do. And don't donate to Matt Fred because he already gets too much money. And he's not our friend, so... Oh, donate to that Catholic <laughs> couple. Patreon.com slash uh, TCC? 
The, I don't know, actually. The that... rule is donate to every Patreon of people that have a ton of kids. Exactly. So I guess that includes my friends here. Right. Um, I think that's it for us. Patrick, you got yep. anything else? I have nothing else. Cool. I love you all. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week see for our one year. year. Next year, kind of. Yeah. For our for our one year controversy. Get excited. Tell all your friends. Bring your grandma in. Uh, we want this to be a community effort uh, <laughs> for this for this podcast. Get get hyped. All right. I'm gonna close it out. All right. Sweet. Thank you all for thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We will be praying for you, and we will see you on the Twitters. <laughs>